as will lead us in worship. This is God's time. You know, it's, it's troubling to me that, and just a few weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me that we're in the season of the great falling away. Where people don't want to go to church no more. People don't want to read their Bible no more. People don't want to pray anymore. It's a dangerous season, amen? Because I know no better answer than Jesus, amen? Today, there are people that are sitting under pastors, thousands and thousands that's going to have somebody lie to them today. <laughs> it's, they're going to make them feel everything's okay. That the world is going to make it. And, and you know, God, God loves everyone. And, and no, no, we don't have to talk about sin no more because sin is irrelevant. But that ain't true. You know, I, you know, I meditate on stuff a lot sometimes. And I, I think about where we at as a, a body. I'm talking about not just this church, but the church in general. Those that call themselves Christians. Uh... It's sick. <laughs> Man, I don't want to sound discouraged in this morning. I don't want to sound to depress you. But there's no more fight for God. Come on, somebody. There's no more striving for God. We'll go, we'll go to church if we feel right. If we, if we, if we don't have a toothache or a headache, we'll go. But I can tell you one day that church is going to be, not, going to be knocking that door down because God's going to take his church out, and they're going to be looking for somebody to tell them about Jesus, and, and, and there ain't going to be nobody here anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I want to see today, as, as we grow in the Lord, as this church grows in the Lord, it's not how much we have, it's what we have, right? Yeah. It's not how much people sit in the pews, it's how much does the word is lifted up. Mm -hmm. We want quality, not quantity. I mean, yeah. We want people that will serve God with all of their hearts and love Jesus with all of their hearts and be ready to fight the good fight. Amen? Listen, I, I told somebody, I've been in this a while now. I've never seen the church so lazy as it is now. Everything gets in the way of God. Let me pray before I start. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this morning. I just thank you for the word that you have this morning, that we're going to present your word this morning. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to work a work here this morning and the few that are here, that we're going to take to heart your word. We're going to take to heart the power of your word. In Jesus' name, move, Father. I went to a funeral the other day, and I listened to the most pitiful preacher I ever heard in my life, I think. And he was preaching to some people in the funeral home, and he, he was telling them that, you know, this person that was in the casket, she was mean, and, and she didn't have, and you should have, and, you know, ornery, but she's in heaven. She's with the Lord. She probably indulged in all kinds of different things, and you know, drinking and smoking and gambling and stuff like And I'm, listen, I know we're wrestling with some of that stuff. Don't, don't feel like I'm trying to judge anybody. I'm just saying that everything about what he said didn't represent a Christian. Come on, somebody, about the lady that he was, okay, eulogizing. 
but yet she's in heaven. I said, wait a minute. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible does not teach. The Bible says all drunkards, all per, 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 I'm going to get it, perverted persons, all people, you know, all this. Paul warned us about these, this, these sins. And they will not inherit the kingdom of God. We can't live like hell and expect to get to heaven. But today, many who sit on the preachers, I'll tell them that very same thing. All right? I said it the other night when I was over here, when I was, was praying. I said, I'm going to preach the blood as long as I'm pastor here. I'm going to preach the blood of Jesus. When I think about the sins, my sins nailed him to that cross. Come on, somebody. It's my sins. I know it's our sins, but it's my sins. He died in my place, okay? He bore the stripes for my, my afflictions. Then you can have some preachers out there preaching that kind of slop. I'm going to tell you right now. I, you know what I felt like? Then I should have went. I should have went to said, man, you're in trouble with God. You made all these people feel just fine where they're at. It don't matter what you do. As long as you say, I believe in Jesus, I'm going to heaven. That ain't true. The devil believes in Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm going to show you something this morning. I want to preach a message. What is your birthright as a believer? We look at the book of Genesis, and we have the beginning. That's what the word Genesis means, beginning. And there's two characters that come up through this, the book of Genesis called Jacob and Esau. And I want to talk about Jacob and Esau today because there's a lesson for each one of us in this building today. We are living in a time where there's a lot of flesh in the church. Flesh will never glorify God. Flesh will not bring the presence of God in the church. People are selling out their birthright for cheap sin. Come on, somebody. Okay. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 25, verse 29. Isaac went and got him a wife called Rebekah. Now, I don't have time to get into the whole story. This is Isaac is the, the son of Abraham, okay? And after Sarah, Abraham's wife, died, Isaac sent, I mean, Abraham sent his servant to go find a wife for his son. So he made a vow to Abraham that he would go and find this wife. But don't go to the world and find her. Go among my kin, folk. So what he done, he sent Isaac, I mean, sent the servant to find a wife, and he went among Rebecca's family. That's I that that that, that no, no. Yeah, went to Rebecca's family. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and he found a, a wife for Isaac. And when he found Rebecca, he brought her back. I'm just going, making a long story short. He brought her back to Isaac. And after he died, after Sarah died, Isaac was comforted 
because he took him a wife. And she got pregnant with twins. And inside her body, these twins were fighting each other. They were striving against each other. And God gave a word to Isaac and Rebekah. There's two nations in you. Two. The nation of Israel, and we know it if we interpret, then you got the nation of Esau or Edom or the Edomites, which where Esau came from, or the children of Esau came from, from Esau. They were the Edomites. But he said the younger, the older will serve the younger. So God gave a word to Isaac and Rebekah. I'm going to bless the younger one. Back in there, we were talking, me and Book, about back in that time, they had what they called the Hammurabi Law. And what that was is that the elder child got everything the father or the firstborn child, got everything that the father had. And Isaac was rich. So when the babies were born, Esau came out first. And the Bible says that Jacob had his heel. He was holding on to the foot of Esau as he came out. And I'm trying to build a little foundation because right now, the world is ahead of the church. Come on, somebody. The people of God are straggling behind when they should be in the front. They should be set in the way for righteousness. They should be set in the way for promises. They should be everything that's, that the world is doing now, the church should be doing. I'm not talking about the sin of the world. I'm talking about where we should be. God made us the head, not the tail. Come on, somebody. So these two babies are born, and they grew up. And all of a sudden, Isaac took a liking to Esau, and Rebekah took a liking to Jacob. Don't ever divide your children. Come on, I'm going to show you the problem with the family today is that we, we, we respect the uh, children in the, in the home. We'll try to put one child above another child. And there will be a fight then. There will be a battle. One of them's going to lose. Come on, somebody. Somebody's going to lose. And most of the time it's the parent. Because they disobeyed God. Now the firstborn... He had right to all that the father had. So that was Esau. But God didn't see it that way. <laughs> Come on. Well, God is all, God's word is always going to go above man's rules. And Esau and Jacob, is, they, they're living with their mom and their daddy. So... One day, the Bible said Esau was a great hunter. He was rugged. He had red hair. He, and, and Jacob was smooth. So he didn't have a lot of hair like Jacob. You know? So Esau was a tough guy. Esau was a hunter. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but you know, he, 
He seemed to be the appealing attraction to Isaac, which blinded Isaac of the truth. Now, Isaac thinks he's fixing to die. So he tells Esau, go and get your, your weapon and whatever he used and go get me some venison. Cook me some savored meat and bring it so I may bless you. And, and listen, this, this, is, this is troubling because God already told Isaac, <laughs> it's not going to be Esau. Isaac was defying God by, by bless, trying to bless the one that's not supposed to be blessed. So he's, <laughs> Jacob is cooking this, I call it soup or porridge, whatever you might want to call it. And, and, and Isaac, Esau comes from the hunt. And all of a sudden, he says, give me some food, man. Told Isaac that. Give me some food. Jacob, I'm sorry. <laughs> Told Jacob that. And Jacob said, listen, I'll give you all you want. But give me your birthright. Oh, he said, if I, I'm going to die anyhow, so I just assume, come on, really? He had no regard for his birthright. Because the birthright represented the born-again experience. It was spiritual. And so he just cheaply said, let me read this to you, the story, okay? Because I'm going ahead of myself. Now, Jacob cooked a stew. They call it, and we call it porridge. I don't know what, what he had in it. Esau came in from the field. And he was, well, this was actually before Isaac spoke to Esau, okay, to go get him some venison. And he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with the same red stew. For I am weary, therefore his name was called Esau, Edom. Or where we get the nation, the Edomites, which were the children of Esau. Okay? But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And, I, and Esau said, look, I'm about to die. What is my birthright to me? How stupid. Tell me, you, come on, be for real. That's how, how much regard he had for his birthright. He said, what is that to me? I'm going to die. He says in verse uh, 33, then Jacob said, swear to me of this day. And he swore to him and sold him his birthright. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew and lentil. Then he ate and he drank and he went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. See, Esau had no regard for the things of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. He had no regards for the things of God. He had no regards for what God wanted. He was flesh. Let me, let me show you what I, I wrote down because I, I was just kind of going over some stuff. In Romans chapter 9, you have to turn to chapter uh, 9, verse 13. The Bible says that God, Jacob hath the Lord loved, and Esau have he hated. Oh, can God hate a person? Apparently so. 
But she didn't really mean hate, but did he really mean love when he's talking about Jacob? He despised God's, God despised him so much because he, did, he didn't want what God wanted to give him. He didn't, he didn't have no regards for the things of God. There are people that go to church, ain't got no regard for prayer, ain't got no regard for seeking God, ain't got no regard for coming to church. But they want God's blessings. Come on, somebody. There was two things, the bird rises and the blessing. You'll never get the blessing till you got the birthright. See, many people want to go over God and just take everything. See, if Esau could have done that, he didn't have to have God's blessing. He could have just grabbed everything Isaac, and Isaac was going to give it to him. Because he had blinded his eyes to the truth. So Jacob goes in there and gives him, he says, feed, you know, gave him a stew and bread and lentil and and, and it says that Esau despised his birthright. What was so bad about that birthright that Esau hated so much? Because it demanded commitment. It demanded surrender. It demanded a responsibility, which he didn't want to deal with. He didn't want to have to obey God. Come on, somebody. He didn't want nobody telling him what to do. He didn't want God telling him to pray. He didn't want God telling him to, to live a holy and a just life. That all comes with the birthright. And I'm talking about the spiritual content of what I'm talking about. That was spiritual. What was spiritual was the birthright. The, the blessing was the physical part of what you was going to receive. But you had first to be born again. You had first to accept what God said in his word. You had to first surrender your life to God before you could be blessed. Come on, somebody. <laughs> if, we, if you're not willing to accept the birthright, the born-again experience, don't expect God to give you the other stuff. But he said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. You can read it for it. You can write it down. Verse, and you can look for it yourself. God despised Esau. Come on. I don't believe that God is just love. No, no. That's not what my Bible says. When God, when Esau went and profaned God, he, he went and he, he married strange women and he, he did things he wasn't supposed to do. I'm going to show you some scriptures in a minute about what God thought about Esau. Esau was an ungodly, wicked man that had no regards for the things of God. Today, we're living in an age, you see, the empty chairs. People have lost their desire for God. They've lost their regard for God's ways and God's, God's word. They're not hungry. They're not no longer pushing the doors down to hear from the Lord. Okay. If you turn to Hebrews chapter 12 real quick. I want to go, I want to go there. Hebrews chapter 12. And God is a good God. He wants to bless his people. God wants to make a way for us. Verse 15, chapter 12. All you here today. Bless me, God. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. I want to be blessed of God. God, bless me. Give me this. Give me that. 
But how much are we giving him? And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about our hearts. Do we place the blessing above the birthright? <laughs> See, Esau could never get the blessing that he wanted. Because the blessing required that whoever was blessed got everything the father had. And Isaac was rich. Isaac had money. He had gold. He had sheep. He had, and, and that's all Esau wanted. Esau wanted it without prayer, right? Esau wanted it without going to church. Esau wanted it without seeking God. He, and that's like a lot of Christians. Bless me, bless me, bless me. But we don't want the, the, the birthright. The birthright, gave, you have to have be born again before you can be blessed. Come on, somebody. Esau was trying to jump over that born again experience and get everything without it. I'm not a judge, but I can almost show you Esau's in hell today. If he didn't repent, and I'm going to show you that scripture said he sought it carefully with tears. It's not that he was seeking forgiveness. He just wanted to, he just wanted the birthright. He sought it carefully to make sure that he got the, all that he, he could get from his, his father. The birthright had no regards for Esau. He, he, didn't, he didn't care about it. But if, I, if he had to get it to get the rest, he would do it. With no heart of repentance at all. You know what I'm saying? He could have pretended. He could have made believe. He could have, like a lot of people go to church. I love Jesus. But their mouths are flying off and gossiping, slandering, destroying everything they could put their hands on. Praise God. Don't tell me you love Jesus, Esau. I'm not talking. <laughs> they got people listening on the internet right now. They're probably shaking their finger in my face, right? When are you going to hear this? Praise God. If you can slander and tear people apart with your mouth, you, you're just like Esau. If you can't pick up a Bible once a day and find a word from the Lord and, and go to church like you're supposed to, praise God, you're just like Esau. Come on, somebody. Verses 15, chapter 12. Let me, get, let me, let me find my spot. <laughs> Amen. Hebrews, I'm sorry. Did I say Hebrews? Yeah. I got it. <laughs> Let me start in verse 14, okay? 14 of uh, chapter 12 of Hebrews. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. Without which no one will see God. Now well, listen. Pursue peace and holiness. Without no one shall see God. What is holiness? Holy is to be morally pure. To be made right. We were talking to me the other day about a preacher. He said, he looked at his Bible and said, oh, we don't need that today. Let's cut it out. This ain't for today. And, every, and after a while, all he had was the, the covers. I asked, my, I asked a question. What is he going to do with that word holy on the front of the, the Bible? <laughs> it's a holy Bible, right? It's not a fun Bible, a happy Bible. It's a holy Bible. It means it's, it's pure. The word of God is pure. The word of God is right. It's just. 
God's word is, is everlasting. I mean, it's never going to die. Looking carefully, lest anyone falls short of the grace of God. How are you going to do that? Lest any root of bitterness spring up, cause, spring up causing, cause trouble. And by this many become defiled. Lest there be any of you, or any, a fornicator, a profane person, like, like who? Like Esau. Esau was a fornicator and a profane person. And if we don't hold to what he gave prior to this, where he said, pursue peace with all people, holiness without no man shall see God, then we're just like Esau. If we're not pursuing God's holy, righteous way, we're not pursuing living free from sin, walking in holiness, we're just like Esau. I get, when I can hear somebody say, well, I've been married four times. I'm going to heaven. Let me tell you something. God ain't ordained you to get married four times. I got a cousin right now. He's calling himself a Christian. Been married, I think, six times. Even was pastoring the church. He ain't even saved. Oh, brother, I'm telling you right now, he is a profane person as Esau was. Because Esau went and got him wife after wife from the Canaanites, paganistic people. He needs Jesus. Listen, if somebody gets married and they, to somebody that's been married six times, you better run. That tells me somebody's the problem and it ain't, it ain't the person. It's that person that's been married six times. Some reason why they get married six times, right? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Profane. Ungodly. Who for a morsel of food sold his birthright. That's how much regard he had for his salvation. That's how much regard he had for what really mattered. His birthright. His, 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 his faith in God, his promise of God's hope. Listen, people that are not holy are not saved. <laughs> Come on. People are not born again or not going to heaven. I go to church, I sing this, I don't care what you do, praise God. If you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. Don't look for God to give you all kind of blessings if you're not going to surrender your life to him. If you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. Well, I go to church. Nice to go to church, and that's good, but still, if you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. I read my Bible. If you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. If you're not going to accept what God says and do what's right, and live a holy and a just life. You're not going. Now that doesn't, listen. Let me back up a little bit. Because I don't want you to feel condemned. Because there's people in this church right now. Are battling things, okay. You love God. You want to do what is right. I'll do the same thing. But one thing I made my mind not to do, Ray. Is to sit back and say, oh, that's all right. A little sin, a little, a little fling, a little fire here. A little, a little this, a little that. It, it don't matter. Everybody else is doing it. I don't care about everybody else. It's me. I got, I got my salvation. I got to worry about. 
I don't care if the, 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 the holiest preacher on the planet is, 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 is doing something. I don't have to do it. I don't have to live an unjust and holy life. i got to live my life according to God's word. That's where, that's where I stand right now. And I'm, I hope you do too. He sold his birthright for a morsel of food. A little bit of food. Come on, somebody. But watch. Verse 17. For you know that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. Because he found no place for repentance. Though he sought it dealing. What's that mean? Sought it dealing. He, he, he found he didn't want to admit or turn to God and say, I've sinned, I've sinned, I've sinned. Though he sought God, how many of you have done that? And, 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 you, and you say, God, and, and, and you just keep bringing yourself to repent. Though you sought it. Just couldn't get your pride out of the way, your arrogance out of the way, your lust out of the way, your sins out of the way. You can, you can repent to your blue in the face. Unless you're willing to surrender those sins and give them up and turn from them, you're still a sinner. Right? Esau, what he'd done, he found no place for repentance. And I wrote this down. He didn't have repentance in his heart. <laughs> Though he was seeking God, he didn't want to repent. You got, you got what I'm saying? Though he asked God for forgiveness, he didn't, he didn't want true in his repentance. Look, shedding a tear ain't going to get salvation. I, I mean, ain't going to get sin out of your life. Till you're willing to stop it and surrender to God and say, I've sinned in your sight, God. I need, to, I need forgiveness. He sought for it because he knew he was going to lose the blessing. You see what I'm saying, Ray? He, he, he knew he couldn't get to God or get the blessing without the firstborn birthright, the firstborn's right. We as Christians are just like that sometimes. We, we, we're asking God for something. We wonder why an answer don't come. Because we're not willing to give up what's hindering us, what's keeping us from, from that blessing. He realized without the right of the firstborn, he would never get what the father had or the blessing. You can't get what God has until you're born again. Come on, somebody. You can't ever get what God has till you're born again. You're not going to find any answer from God till you surrender your life. He, saw, he, he was on his knees like a lot of Christians do. He, he's on his knees. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But never repenting. Never could see his sin. Come on, somebody. <laughs> We, we do it all the time. Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord, I messed up. Uh, uh, you know, you ever done that kind of joke? That's what it is. No brokenness. No, no nothing sincere. Just, just being religious. With no grieving over, there, over your sins and grieving over what you have done. The man sold his birthright for a stupid bowl of soup. You think he had regards for God's ways? <laughs> Ain't going to be a shout message. It's going to be good, amen. I wrote some things down. But turn me to Malachi real quick. 
Malachi chapter 1. That's the last book in the Bible. Uh, New Testament, I'm sorry. Malachi, right before Matthew. Malachi chapter 1. Well, I always thought God was just love. No. I, I read in Proverbs, I want to say chapter 6, God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. God hates a lying tongue. God hates a proud look. God hates he that sowed discard among the brethren. God hates a false witness. He must have hated lying. lying. He, he said that twice he hated it. A lying tongue, a false witness. Listen, I, I don't claim to have understand the full character of God. And people say, well, he didn't really mean hate. Well, what did he mean? What did he mean when he said he hates the hands? The hands are not the problem, right? It's what they're connected to. That's the problem. It's called the heart. Somebody can unmercifully murder little babies by the millions. Got to have something wrong with them. God's mercy is outreaching. He commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. He died for us. And, and I'm not telling you I understand fully when he refers hate here. It's a righteous hate. It's, it's just. I don't think it's a practice hate like we hate people. That's not what I'm talking about. But there's some just about when God says he hates something. Okay. He says here, that I don't want you to think I'm lying to you. Read with me, okay? How that word pops up. He says, I have loved you, says the Lord. Yet you say, in what way have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Wait a minute, God, you unjust. How could you love me and not love Esau? He says here. Says the Lord, yet Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. That's what it says. What despised, what turned God's stomach so much about Esau? Because he had no regards for the things of God. He only wanted the material things. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? He only wanted what he can get. He didn't want to give himself to God. He didn't want God says, you, you can't go here and you can't do that and you, you're gonna, you, you can't live a holy life. He, he didn't want none of that stuff. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. But he wanted God to give him or his father to give him everything that he owned. You remember we stood the, 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 the story about the hog pen when I was preaching about that? The, 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 the lost son came to himself. He realized where he was at. And he repented, true repentance. So when the, when the boy came back, the father gave him everything he lost. But here Esau refuses to repent, though he sought it. People say, well, how can he seek for something and not get it? Because he didn't seek it with his heart. He seeked it with his flesh. Esau knew what he was going to lose. Because he didn't reverence the birthright. So instead of 
losing the blessing, he figured he'd try to get it back by saying, well, I made it right with God. I, I prayed and God, and you know, come on, it's not, there has to be repentance. There has to be salvation before you're going to get what God has. You understand what I'm saying? And Esau have I hated, in verse 3, and laid waste his mountains and his heritage for the jackals of the wilderness. What it means, whatever Esau is going to touch, I'm going to curse. That's what he's saying. Whatever Esau puts his hands to, I'm going to let the jackals and the wolves and everything take over his whatever he has. Because he would not regard me as Jacob did. I'm going to back up a little bit because I want to tell you a story about Jacob. Jacob was not in the deception of his father. Jacob, God didn't tell Jacob to go lie to his daddy. You know, how he put the, made himself like he was Esau and he put the stuff, goat skin on him and stuff like that. Put Esau's clothes on to smell. Listen, you, should do, you don't have to dress like the world. Amen. And smell like the world for God to accept you. That's totally opposite from what the, the deception is real. Jacob lied to his daddy. He deceived his daddy and he paid for it. But Jacob got forgiven because God, you know, he sought it, the right repentance. But Esau didn't. Esau was a profane, ungodly, wicked person. And he wanted what his father had, but he didn't want to serve, Jesus, wanted to serve the Lord. So when you see the bird ride, that's what you see. Amen? Amen. You can't have the blessing without the, the birth. And he says this. Even though Esau had said, we have been impoverished. Edom, I'm talking about Esau. But we will not return and build the desolate places. But we will return to this. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. I went ahead of myself. Even though Edom, or that's Esau's descendants, has said, we have been impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus said the Lord, they may build, but I will throw it down. You know why? Because God is not with Esau. You can build and try to overthrow God, but it's, it's going to come down. Anything you'll build outside of God's promises and blessings will be knocked down. Our own nation is a perfect example. We're fixing to feel, see some buildings get knocked down in America. And I'm not talking about physical buildings. I'm talking about the, 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 the society we build. Because we think we can build it without God. Sure, we're in desolate places, but we're going to rebuild what God knocks down. And God's going to keep on knocking it down and knocking it down and knocking it down until we repent. Come on, somebody. Esau's descendants said, we're going to build, that, build it again. And God said, I'm going to throw it down. Anytime God is not in something, it's coming down. Come on, somebody. Anytime God is not in something, it's coming down. Anything you try to build outside of God is coming down. Listen, if you don't do what you do in faith, it's coming down. If it ain't in salvation in Christ, it's coming down. Every time. Esau cursed his own descendants, right? <laughs> He cursed his own descendants. He taught his descendants not to follow God. The Edomites were some of the worst enemies Israel ever had. They fought against the nation of Israel. 
with the Amalekites and the, the Amorites and all these different bites that you see in the Bible. He said, you're going to try to build it up, but no, I'm going to throw it down. And he says this, they shall be called the territory of wickedness. And I'm reading out the New King James. And the people against whom the Lord w will have indignation forever. And, and it means the, uh, troubles, trial. They, they, they'll never have victory. They, they, the Lord's going to be against them constantly. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're quiet. Okay. Close your Bible a minute. I'm going to read you some stuff, okay? This is stuff I wrote down. And I'm going to make you open in a minute, but I should have made you close it. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta read some more. Number one, the sin of Esau cost him everything from God. Number one, everything that he could have had, he forfeited. Because he wouldn't get it God's way. <laughs> Come on. When Jacob bought the birthright, Esau wasn't even bothered. But when Jacob went after Esau, what Esau was going to get, he wanted to kill him. Mm. See, he didn't care about the spiritual side, Esau. But when he went after the physical, all the riches and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and thing Isaac had, had, Isaac was rich. All he wanted to kill Jacob. Because Jacob stole the blessing. See? Jacob stole the blessing. Jacob is not justified by because God was going to give it to him anyway. He, ready, he, he didn't need to go in there and deceive Isaac. Re Rebecca Dunn was wrong. God would have stopped Isaac from blessing Esau. But they lied to Isaac. They, they tricked his father. They were all, look, Isaac knew better. Isaac knew he was going to supposed to be Jacob, but he was going to bless Esau anyhow. Go against God's word. Number two says the birthright had uh, was spiritual. The things which Esau had no regards for. See, Esau didn't want to worry. He didn't care about the spiritual. He didn't care about the things that that referred to God. He just wanted the money. I'm going to tell you right now, we got people running our government, the same spirit. Running the church. They got preachers today. Like I said, preaching. They got thousands that go to their churches. But yet they're preaching the Esau gospel. Just love Jesus. And he'll give you everything you want. With no, no repentance. Some said they won't even talk about sin. They won't even mention the word. But the Bible says Esau was a profane, perverted person. But yet preachers won't even mention the word perverted. They won't mention sin. And they're feeding a lot of Esau's in their church. They're telling them exactly what they want to hear. Don't tell us rough things. Don't tell us how we're sinners. Don't tell us how we need to change our life. Tell us smooth things. Tell us how we're God's children. And tell us how we're children of the kingdom. We got, we, God, God, God's just going to bless us. Huh? How many of you heard that already on TV and, and over the radio? We're God's kingdom. We're God's children. We're the children of the kingdom. Every day is a Friday. Everything is good. 
Nobody uncomfortable anymore, right? Nobody uncomfortable about their sin no more. Nobody's talking about fornication, adultery. Nobody's talking about homosexuality no more. Some preachers don't even mention it. God is angry. Like that preacher the other day, I said in my heart, man, you're in trouble with God. Listen, you lied to these people. You told them something and made them feel good exactly where they're at. What is the greatest blessing you're going to ever have going into glory with Jesus? This man was giving this, this glory to these, these people, tell them they were all right without repentance, without, without turning from their sins. He's in trouble. I almost went to tell him, I should have went. I should have said, man, you're in trouble with God. You're going to stand before him one day and give an account for every soul you lied to right here. And he goes on. Number three, the flesh places no value on the things of God. What does that mean? That means what flesh? Pride, arrogance, selfishness, self-centeredness, lust. All that Esau was part of took no value upon the things of God. People go to church and they're just going for religious purpose, but there's no value. They take no value on walking a holy and a just life. No value in being filled with the Spirit. No value in obeying God's Word. No value in anything that makes right for a Christian to do. They just throw it out. They really believe just coming to church makes them right. They believe belonging to a denomination because the preacher says they're okay. They're okay. Esau was a profane, wicked man. And, he, and you know what? He lost what he lost because he did not submit to God. He did not submit to God's ways. But he wanted everything that was coming to him, the material things. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just read you some stuff, okay? Number four. The unredeemed cannot see the place. The unredeemed cannot see and place value on the word of God. They place no value on the things of the spirit. None. They place no value upon God's word. They place no value upon prayer. They place no value upon being faithful. None. They place no value upon the things of God. Three things I always was taught, Ray, when I was coming up as a young Christian. Read your Bible, pray, and go to church. Those three things were the, the things that built the foundation, what I know today. It's what said, the, you know, Jesus talked about building your house upon a rock. When the winds come and the storms came, you know, and blew upon it, it stood because it was not built on sand, but it was built upon a rock. That rock was the word of God. I'd go to church. The preacher would tell me about God. I'd pray. God would speak to my heart. I'd read my Bible. God would speak to my heart. What? Those three avenues are the things that God uses to strengthen us, to get our attention on the things of God. But if I throw this Bible in the, in, the, in the trash, I could be a Christian without this. You know, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to do all that stuff. I don't need to pray. And we come to church and expect God to give us the things that we want. Something's missing. All right? It's, 
And, and, and you don't have to really, you know, in Genesis, enough to turn, in chapter 20, 27 through uh, verse 3 and 4, says, it was Isaac was going to bless Esau, even though he knew that Eve, Esau didn't have the birthright. How could you bless sin? <laughs> huh? What was wrong with Isaac? His daddy was Abraham. The father of faith. The man that walked with God. But yet he was willing to bless sin. <laughs> That's what it amounts to. Esau was unrepentant. But he was going to give him everything he had. Esau had no intentions of honoring God, no intentions of honoring God's word, no intentions of honoring the spirit of God, holiness. He had no intentions of doing none of that stuff, but he was going to give it to him anyhow. What was wrong with Isaac? Huh? We're living in a time where preachers are doing the very same thing. They're blessing ungodly people. They're blessing people that don't have no intentions for God. They just, people like to hear, oh, God loves you. And that's, that's true. God wants to bless you. No matter what you do, you're going to heaven. Oh, man, listen. That, that, <laughs> that sounds good to the flesh. Oh, man. I thought I was condemned, but, man, this preacher said I'm all right. The preacher knows. He knows God. He's. He's hearing from God. I'm all right. I'm going to heaven. I don't have to commit myself to anything. Just, you know, just do my little religious thing. I'll be all right. No, you're not all right. Hallelujah. And I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to people that are hearing us on the internet. All right. No, we're not all right. You don't have to turn them. You can write them down if you want. I, I, I was writing this morning. I, I got up and I was just writing these on, on a little piece of paper. Colossians 3.1 through five talks about seek those things that are above and not beneath. What he's saying is that heaven is our home. What we're to seek is the things that are above, not on the earth. You know, where, where rust and things destroy. See, heaven, heaven, there's no rust. There's no corruption. What we seek on the earth is going to die. It's going to decay. It's going to fall apart. Rust or, or mold or, or, or something will, will destroy it. But we're to seek those things that are above, not beneath. Nothing wrong with working hard and wanting to build. That's, people say, well, you, you, we, we can't work. That's finances. Yeah, you can have all the finances you want. You work hard. You, that's the fruit of your labor. That's not what I'm talking about. But that shouldn't be your main focus. Your main focus ought to be seeking heaven. The things that are above. You know, it just says in the Bible, a man don't work, shouldn't eat. So we have to work, right? We have to provide for our families. That's not what I'm talking about. If our main focus is of what we got here and not what we're going to inherit, then we're wrong. Matthew 6.21 says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if you're, if you're all about what's on the earth, if you're all in, your treasures are here, then you have no treasures in heaven. If all you do is try to build up an empire here and, and plan to stay here and put, put everything that you got into this life 
and not in the life to come. If you're not storing up treasures in heaven, that tells me where your heart is. Listen, I'm not the kind of person that brings up you know, a lot of fire and money and stuff. And maybe I should sometime. But you can tell where somebody's heart is when just looking at their checkbook. <laughs> what does that mean? How much does God get? And how much do you get? <laughs> oh, I give God my two dollars every week. <laughs> and you want you want to you want God to, to bless you. A man sowed sparingly, he's gonna reap. A man sowed bountifully, he's gonna reap bountifully. Bountifully. You can tell how a man is by his checkbook. <laughs> what you write, what, what are you what are you spending more money on? And I'm not picking on you. I'm just, I'm just seeing that's, that's, that, that's the evidence of what's more in, in, in your heart. You can, you can buy whatever you want, do whatever you want. That's, that's, I don't want people to get offended at me, but listen. If God is getting very little and the world is getting a lot, that's where your heart's at. He says, set your treasures in heaven, not on the earth. Matthew uh, 6, 20, 33 says it like this. Seek first the kingdom of God or heaven. Then all these things shall be added unto you. Seek his righteousness. Seek his kingdom. See, that's what Esau didn't do. He was trying to go above that and just get everything without seeking, without searching his heart, without repentance, without going before God. He wanted everything without salvation. He said he despised his birthright. What was wrong with his birthright? Why would he despise his birthright? Because it was spiritual. Right? That's where we crossed the line. I was telling uh, uh, Jance about, you know, about, I was listening to, and we all love the song. We, and, and, and one day at a time, sweet Jesus. So, but something's wrong with that song because it says, I'm only human. Wait a minute. You're not only human. <laughs> Listen, your spirit. The Bible says we got a spirit, right? I'm just a man or woman. Lord, today, how it goes again? Either way, one day at a time. But it's all, and, and there's never, there's really no victory in that song. As much as I like it. Because it doesn't sing about, you know, don't expect me to have overcome. Don't expect me uh, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking from you. Nothing wrong with that. Teach me today. And it goes on. I thought other words. <laughs> but it, it, the point it got me is that we're not just human. We're spirit. This is only your body. What you're looking at me through, that's the spirit. That's, that's, your, that's you. We're not just human. If, we, if we're just human, that's all we can expect to do human things, right? We can, humans fail. Humans don't have, they don't overcome. So that don't matter anymore. Just one day at a time, love me, sweet Jesus, don't matter. I'm just human making an excuse for why I'm failing God. I never thought about that, Kevin, until I, I, this morning God revealed that to my heart. Excuse. I'm only human. <laughs> I make mistakes, Lord. 
If that's what your life is like, then something is wrong. Another one I can't stomach. That one I can stomach, but nobody do me like Jesus. Oh, don't come with that mess. Do me like Jesus? Now, if they said, nobody can bless me like Jesus, nobody can love me like Jesus, nobody can, that would have been fine. Nobody can do me like Jesus? What does that sound like? That sounds like some kind of sexual overtone. Somebody was thinking when they wrote that? It dawned on me. I said, that don't sound right. <laughs> Why not use the right word? Love me or bless me or, you know. Why not use the Nobody do me like Jesus. Do me like Jesus. Think about that. I said, I don't want to. I. <laughs> they start with a little catchy too. Nobody can do me like Jesus. You know what I mean? And you stop me. Wait a minute. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, I know, I know people get mad at me. People might listen to this, might get mad at me, but it's true. First seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then it goes in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters. <laughs> either you're going to love the one and hate the other. Or either you're going to hate the one and love. You can't serve God and mammon or stuff. Listen, if, 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 you, if, if your walk with God was of how many stuff you can get from him, you don't know God. That comes, that comes when you first seek God's kingdom. He'll bless you. Don't, don't let him think I'm, I'm, I'm speaking against blessings. No, we need the blessings of God every day. But if you're looking for the stuff before the blessing, you got a problem. I need to know God. <laughs> I need to, listen, if, if, my, if my God is money, if I'm just doing it for money, there are a lot of preachers, like I said today, that's their thing. They're preaching for money. They're preaching money. Some, one, one, Janice got upset the other day. She was right, and I got upset too. One says, don't tell me you don't have peace if you don't got money. Because if you don't got no money, you don't got no peace. I said, my God. Talk about. He said it. Then, then, then watch. One of them, I'm, I'm not joking with you, Kevin. You think I'm lying. I saw it. People were running. Throwing checks and money all in. He was just running. Lord bless me. Lord running over the money. So all you can say, Lord bless you, you thief. That's what he is. How many people couldn't pay the light bill and threw it at your feet, man? Come on, seriously. So you, you, you can rack all that money, put it in your check and account. Oh, you're blessed. Yeah, you're blessed. But there's no repentance, brother. There's no don't forgiveness. Nothing. They don't even mention the word anymore. Love, no, <laughs> you can't serve God in money. Money's good. I like money. But <laughs> do we believe what it says? In God we trust or in this God we trust? The almighty dollar. <laughs> you think people look at that and say, in God we trust? You think they, uh, they're observing that? Like he saw, they just want, in this God I trust you. The money. Not in the God that give you the strength and health to make the money. In this God, I trust. No, in God we trust. That's what it says, right? Yeah. Until today, they've been trying to fight that, trying to take it off. It's, 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 a, it's what you call a politically incorrect. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it goes against separation of church and state. We wouldn't have a nation when we forgot. You hear me? America wouldn't be where it would be if we'd be. Just think, 
you know, if, 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 if we'd have ran it like Russia, you wouldn't be sitting here today. You wouldn't have the ability to own anything. The government would own it all. That's against God. Commerce, uh, commercialism, I mean, uh, you know, selling, uh, you know, businesses, and all, that's all of God. That's, you know, when we look at, we look at society and says, well, the government's going to take everything and give you a little bit. That's communism. But when we allow to work for ourselves and earn it and, and build our own wealth, that's God's way. See, wealth's not the problem. The love of money is the root of all evil. That's all your life is about, how good you can make yourself, and how comfortable you can be on this earth, planning to stay. I don't want to be here. Listen, I just want to live and take care of my wife and my family and, and do what I have to do. But when Jesus comes, they can have it. Every penny. They can take it and do whatever they want with it. I'm going to be in my eternal home. Amen. I'm not going to be like Esau. Esau wants to stay, stay behind and that's his business, but he's, he's lost. I'm, I, I, listen, I want my eternal home. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's stand up. Praise God. I'm sorry I kept you this long. <laughs> No, I'm not sorry. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you. <laughs> I'm not. Listen. God is faithful, okay? And don't be like Esau, that perverted person. For when he could have received it, he rejected it. He sold it for a bowl of soup, porridge, or whatever you want to call it. For a morsel of food. He rejected the very thing that would have got him the blessing in the first place. <laughs> too stupid, too dumb, too doggone ignorant to see what, what really was needed. Listen, I can preach that blue in face and, and say many things, but if I don't have what the Spirit is, if I don't have the Spirit in me, if I'm not led of the Spirit, it's just words, okay? We can fill this church tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, but in the future, just tell everybody, you Okay. You like your alcohol, you like your drinking, you like all that stuff? Just love Jesus. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what that was amounted to the other night when I heard this preacher. I said, God's going to, that man's in trouble. And preachers are in trouble. That will preach over the birthright, right to the blessing. Oh, everybody wants to be blessed. Who wants to be blessed? I want to be blessed. <laughs> and we all want to be blessed. But we can't bypass the birthright. <laughs> Because if you're not born again, you're not going to get what God has. Come on, somebody. As Esau was. God said he hated Esau. What, what made God, you don't hear that too often. What got God so angry at Esau that he would hate the man? And I don't, like I said, I don't think it's hate like we think. What God does is just. I don't make no excuses for what the Bible says, okay? It said it. And to get God, when God said he regretted that he even made man in the days of Noah. For God to regret making something? Seriously. It had to be hard. Okay. For God, that's the only time he ever said he ever regretted making anything on the earth when he made a man. After the fall in the times of Noah. Not, nowhere, nowhere in the Bible it says anywhere that he regretted making anything but a human being. Because they defied him. They went against what he said. As Esau did. 
These people cried out for mercy when the flood came. But the door was shut. Right? Because they did not come God's way. They wanted God's way after the flood came. <laughs> we all want God's way when trouble comes. We all, I'm crying out for God. Open the door, God. I'm in trouble. I'm going to drown. <laughs> we all want it after trouble comes. But we don't want it before. See, he saw, saw what he was going to lose. So that he, he tried to repent, but he couldn't find it. Because his heart wasn't right. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you're moving. God, I pray for the Holy Spirit to have his way over this message, Father God. As we go out and realize that we have to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek your kingdom first and your righteousness. Then shall these, these, these things come, Father God. Then the good stuff will come. And then, then the blessings will come. And Lord, I thank you and praise. And I pray for everybody here this morning, Father. Those that are not here. Pray for the peace and the power of Jesus to be upon us, Lord God. And help us to seek you and your righteousness and your holiness. Without no man shall see God in Jesus' name.